Love is in the air. Fuck, I don't remember the last song. Damn it, Chris is like... You tried. But romance... Romance is the name of the game today on our show. That's true. Welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. We are here for episode 105. Nope. Nope. Three? Son of a bitch! <laughs> Let me try again. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. I am here... Fuck! I introduced this first and then the episode number again. Whatever you so like. Sorry. You realize there's a very good chance this is all staying Fine. Good Yay. for you. Great. Even that awkward pause. Lazy editing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer By, a Star Trek podcast. My name is Caitlin and joining me today are... Jake. Chris. Woo! I mean, Ames. <laughs> We're doing everything. Do it again! No! <laughs> <laughs> Take 153. Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. I'm Caitlin and joining me today are... Jake! Chris! Ames! And we're here for an episode 103. Yeah, great. Wherein we will be (coughs) discussing two Star Trek The Next Generation episodes, Half a Life and The Host. In Half a Life, the writers do the impossible by making Waxana Troy an actual sympathetic and likable character by making mm-hmm. her fall in love with a scientist named Timison, who is a scientist from Kalon, who has been working his entire life to try to reignite their son so their society doesn't shit the bed. He's on board the Enterprise because they've offered to assist, and when his plan to fix the son totally fails, he's like, well... Time to go home and die. To which everyone on board is like, huh? And it turns out that on Kalon, once you reach the ripe old age of 60, you're expected to kill yourself. And uh, that's, he's about to turn 60 in a couple days. Unfortunately for Luwaxana Troy, this is the first man in her entire life whom she has ever had legitimate feelings for. And not just her usual weird lust shit. So she's pretty bummed out and she tries to talk him out of it. He kind of decides he might go along with her plan to skip out on the whole death thing. But uh, is basically told that he's trashed by like the president of his world and his own daughter is like, I'm ashamed of you. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go kill myself. The end. That's pretty concise, Caitlin. Thank you. Good job. Thanks. In the host, Beverly is in love with a weird slug monster living inside of the belly of a man who is a trill. He is on board the Enterprise because uh, he's going to be negotiating. It's basically between... There's, so there's, there's this place called Pelierzel. There's two moons. There's Alpha Moon and Beta Moon. Alpha Moon has found this really sweet energy source, but it's fucking killing all of the people on Beta. And they're like, could you please stop? And Alphas are like, nah. So they bring in Odon, who is a super awesome Trill mediator. And, uh, we open with him and Bev being, you know, getting a bounce chicka wow wow and shit, and Data being a really annoying fucking cock block, which was great. Bless your heart, Data. <laughs> Bless your heart. 
He's a, again, Odon, uh, Bev's main squeeze and the Trill negotiator. He has to go down to a neutral uh, meeting place so he can talk it out with the alphas and the betas. But when he's on his way down, oh, actually, on a space shuttle that's being flown by Riker, finally see some of those alleged awesome piloting skills, and it didn't go very well, did it, you fuck? But uh, they're shot... I think they said it was by the betas, but I could beta be wrong. Cucks. Yeah, I think that sounds right. <laughs> Fucking beta, beta cucks, cucks, soy boys. And uh, Odon is is actually uh, a casualty of this strike. He gets him back uh, to the ship. He tries to do an emergency transporting, but Odon's all like, no, you'll kill me. And he's like, what? And then it turns out that, uh, as, I, as I mentioned, uh, as I hinted at before... Odon himself is actually a weird parasite thing living in the body of his pretty cute host body thing. His host body is dying, but that is really, really, really bad timing because it means he needs to he needs to super order up a new trill body, but he's supposed to be negotiating tomorrow. And he forgot to study for his test, and he's naked. And he's naked. I was just gonna, I was just thinking that. And his that. teeth start falling out. Oof! I never had that dream, but I feel like oh, it I've really freaked me it's right weird. the fuck out. As a stopgap, while they're waiting for his Amazon Prime <laughs> ordered trill body. <laughs> Uh, Arrives in two days. Two days. He jumps all up inside of Riker, and uh, Riker was into it. Yeah, Riker was pretty down. Bev, not as much, but she learned to like it. And Troy was like, "Yeah, I'd say hit it." Do you know how big his? Yeah, huh? Um, beard. Yes, his beard. It's a big, great big bushy beard. Anyway, now Riker has to be the, the negotiator, but it's really Odan running the show in there. He has to prove to the ambassadors from Alpha, Alpha Moon, and Beta Cuck uh, that he really is the, the guy that they knew. He explains about the Trill. Apparently nobody fucking knew about the Trill. They know that they're great negotiators, but I had no idea that they were actually just fucking... I mean, basically they sound like ringworms. If you host uh, a Trill, do you lose a lot of weight? Is there at least some kind of... Actually, you know what? I bet Riker did lose a shitload of weight because he was sick as a fucking dog while this fucking thing was in Plus his guts. Plus he was banging Beverly every which way but lose. Not to get into, like, detail or even spoiler territory, but pretty much everything we learn about the Trill in this episode will be erased and retconned by Deep Space Nine. Yeah, yeah. there's some there's some fake uh, there's some fake news Wait, you here. said... Wait, do you lose weight when you have ringworm? That's which what's no, the, not no ringworm, tapeworm, tapeworm. tapeworm. Oh. Sorry, ringworm is the foot one, isn't yeah. it? Ta- ta- ringworm is a fungus. Ringworm is a Yeah, sorry, I meant. Infection. I was gonna say I should get ringworm. Hey, remember we played code names that time, and you were trying to give us the the clue was ringworm, and we just wouldn't get it. Yeah, and, it, and what was it for? It's for like fungus or something. Yeah, it was something, and we were like, duh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it turns out though that having a weird parasite thing in your body's not great. So he's basically Riker is like on his death's bed. But, uh, you know, things, the, the, you know, they he, he gets out of Riker, he's in stasis, things are looking good, the body has arrived just in time, and Bev is, you know, thinking things are going to be great, she's, she's worked through her feelings about how weird it is that he switches bodies, and, you know, what really matters isn't what he looks like, but who he is inside. And she's wiped off all the Riker. Yeah. Oh. Have you seen who he is inside? He's a giant weird worm thing. Listen. Octopus caterpillar. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. <laughs> And then his new host, and I fucking saw this coming from a mile in a fucking way, is a woman. And Bev is like, "Well, you know what? No I could homo. deal. I could deal with the space worm, but uh, no homo, bro." And uh, 
that's the end, I think. Yeah, but she she plays it off like it's, you know, it's not a, it's a, it's not a gay fault. thing. It's it's not even that. It's just that I can't deal with you changing so much. How much is he going to really... Okay, but... Uh, How often does stupid. this guy die? So often. Well, at least twice, because he mentions that the last time he dealt with the Alpha Beta Cucks... Um, well, that was a while ago, though, because the guy from Alpha was wicked young at the time, supposedly. Well, yeah, but his host body, they thought he was his dad. Yeah, I mean, presumably that body lasted a while. We are putting the cart before the horse, however, yeah, because we first are. we have let's the caterpillar with, before the octopus. Let's deal with the horse. Locks on a Troy. Yeah, horse. Yeah, she's got her. She's got her yeah, eyes set on this. This, uh, this thick, veiny boy. Uh, so, wonder what his dick looked like. So, his stripes. head certainly had enough veins on it. I I was mad at this episode because I'm just like, all right, it's a Loxon episode. I can kind of space out and just hate it. But it's it's good, and it's I'm really annoyed. Good, yeah. They did a really good job with the Waxana. Like by yeah, the, no. by the end, when she's a person, yeah, and you're like, oh wow, shit. Well, and, for her, and also I was and there, there was a scene where she wasn't wearing all that garish makeup, yep, and you're like, she was just, she's a person. person. And but I was sitting there, and the worst part is I was watching this when I was before, I had time to kill before going somewhere, so I'm watching this motherfucker on my tablet in Starbucks, and it's all sad at the end, and I want to. Be all emotional, but it's like I'm in the middle of a Starbucks. I don't want to get emotional in public to begin with, but especially not because there's oh, what's wrong with this guy? Lean on my shoulder, fucking Star Trek credits. Like, what a fucking jackass. Don't think you're upset feminism. over the Starbucks cups. Yeah. <laughs> but we're on Christmas. Uh, yeah, Luxana. She's, uh, yeah, this is actually, you know, one of the few times where we get a, a Luxana episode that doesn't infuriate me. Yeah, no, well, she, and- like, Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, like, they totally fake you out, too. Oh, yeah. Because you feel like it's going to be like every other time. It's like she's literally only on the ship because she wants to meet this guy. Because she's Loxana Troy, who's always on the fucking manhunt. And manhunt. then she goes ahead and, like, actually has legitimate feelings. And you're just like, wow, this is unexpected. And, like, reacts in a fairly natural yeah. way. Yeah. Like a person would Although react. she fell in love with the guy in, in, well, in like, Yeah, I mean, so that's true to form. That's, 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 that's TV. That's, that's her. But that that's Luoxana. She would fall in love with him. Well, and again, though, like, like, let's look at this. I know that's the next episode, but Bev falls completely in love yeah, with the you, trail in less than get, a week. Well, was it only less than a week? Well, by that I mean, I point... The, I got the point that, that they'd been dating for a while by then. No, he'd only been on board ten days. Oh. So, like, in the, in the sense was they'd already been kind of fucking for a couple days by that point, so... Okay, so but here's the thing. I don't think it's that unrealistic. What? For for Luoxana to, to fall head over heels. For, for anyone guy, to do it. For this kind of really, really, really milk toast guy. For anyone to do it really quickly. Mm. Yeah. And also, like... I would all I would argue that you someone said this is just Luoxana being Luoxana. She just never loved any of these other guys like, that she's gone is, after. The thing is like mm-hmm. I, I'm more so surprised by his reciprocating it because Luoxana is the type of person where if I were stuck in an elevator with her, <laughs> I would I would literally point. want to melt. <laughs> you would break in case of fire and just end her. Yeah. I, I I mean, I think it could just be it does sound like his society <laughs> is really uptight and boring. So it might just, and I think it might just be for him. It's like someone who knows how to live, like he even says at one point. She just has this voraciousness for living. You feel like even though, you know, they know they're going to die, you kind of wonder, like, do they spend their whole lives being just kind of moribund because of that? Busting out the $5 words. I really hope I used that right. (laughs) I mean, yeah. 
And his daughter, man. Oh, what a bitch. She was terrible. Was Fuck that, her. What was that pinwheel head? Yeah, it was a terrible haircut. Yeah, no, like, that society deserves to die just for that hair. But yeah. that, uh, and Michelle Forbes is pretty, too. Yeah, Michelle Forbes is pretty. Um, oh, the, the daughter? She'll return she... to play she, Ensign Rowe. Uh, That's Ensign Rowe? Yeah. She's pretty. Wow, it's amazing what a bad haircut can do. Ensign yeah. who? She'll... She's an actress. She's she's the same actress plays a character that we're going to meet next season. Yeah, she's like a semi-recurring character. I'm sorry, I'm dealing with that fucking piece of information. Holy shit. She's got bad eyebrows, dog. Who? Michelle Forbes? Ro Lauren? Lauren. Lauren? Uh, wow, holy shit. Anyway, yes. What's on her face? What is she? She's a Bajoran. She's a Bajoran. Oh, this is the ear thing. Yep. People always talk about. Yep. Okay. Ooh, yeah, but no, she was an awful bitch. Yeah, no, she was she was horrible. Yeah, she was not nice to her daddy. I mean, here's the thing: like, this is what their culture says to do. But their culture like, how, is wrong. But they well, think that hard, their culture is right. Yeah, how hard is how hard is it for them to to wrap their heads around that this is not the 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 norm in the universe? Because they don't talk to other people. Well, they are. Yeah, that's the yeah. They are so isolationist. Like this is a this is one of those instances where I personally feel like the prime directive can go suck an egg. Because here you have... A Picard ga- upheld it for a change. I know. I know. Yeah, but when it's convenient it gave us, for him. Because it gave us the... Well, see, he's foolish. He should have inter- interceded because Loxana would have never been buzzing around his beehive ever well, again. Well, there's that. But there's also... A, That's you have this, this brilliant guy who is this close to, to like, saving an entire planet from yeah. impending doom... And he no, wants. No, it's all good. Somebody else will do the work. And Don't he worry. Wants to live. Like the whole point is that he actually wants to live. Oh, well, my hands are tied. Prime Directive can't do shit. Dexta Jetsta? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. For once, again, like thank God Luxana's there to be like, yeah. Well, guess what, bet. Guess what, bitch. I'm not in Starfleet. Doesn't apply to me. It's not my Prime Directive, bench. Yeah, no, Her it's prime a directive really, is get it. It's yeah, a really girl. bizarre world where it's like, no, she's right. Fuck you, Picard. What's on a Troy's right? Why am I saying this? And like this is another situation <laughs> is like so the United States or you know, most countries I imagine have a general rule of thumb where like they're not gonna do business with countries that have horrible human right human rights you know what abuses. i'm gonna stop you right there pick another country it's not gonna work with america well, that's why i said or any that's why i threw in that or any other country. why don't we say canada canada sure. people are i nice. would say most civilized countries have or should have or ostensibly have and probably don't really have ostensibly is good yeah a policy of not dealing with countries that do human rights abuses listen russia should be back in the g8 or whatever it was yeah. <laughs> anyway point is what is the, like, obviously this, like, culture, cultural norm or not, this is a fucking atrocity. This, yeah, this, this is, this is not a fucking, this is a, this is a, a, a human, you know, I'm pissing off, uh, Chancellor What's Her Fuck, but, uh, this, Gorkin. This, Gorkin's daughter, though. What was her name? As it were. As it were. By calling it human rights. But this is a human rights fucking atrocity yeah. to, you know, for any reason. And if I was a federation, I'd say, you know what? You want our fucking help? You want us to save your planet? Fucking straighten up. The problem, of course, is that these people are just as likely to go, we don't need you then. 
Yeah, well, it's true. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Oh, the, the Federation is so down to get on its knees and suck the dick of any of any culture that, oh, they're xenophobic. They're letting us in. Oh, ooh, 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 we're so good. We're so good. We're going to help you with your problems. Oh, you're xenophobic. That's, their, that's, that's the Federation gussying themselves up so they can get ready for, for a nice night on the town. Because it looked like you were primping your breasts for a little titty fucking. Yeah, well, that's, that's, the, that, like that's what the Federation wants. The Federation's like, oh, yeah, you, you put that xenophobic jizz all over my face. And you don't you don't go to you don't go to the Klingons you don't go to the Romans you come to us you come to us and like fucking bullshit Federation these people are assholes they're assholes that kill old people yep and not, not even that, that old. old especially yeah in not the even that old century well I guess we don't know but we don't know what their but we don't know what their natural they don't know what their natural lifespan and is and the thing is they're like oh. 15 centuries ago or however many, many yeah. time long ago. An exceptionally long time ago. It's like, ago. okay, yeah, we get it. Back in those days, sure, it would be horrible to have old people be a burden because I'm sure you were in like the fucking medieval times like we were. But you know what? Times change. Yeah. We got fucking Bones McCoy dancing a jig with Data in the hall. Yeah. We got fucking Spock off doing God knows what. Well, he's also a Vulcan, but... Yeah, but same difference. But yeah, no, that, that's but, the thing. But, it's but like... the, the problem is, though, is that there's a is not set up though for old people like they would have to like right, right. whip up some they old could folks home whip you know, up some not being xenophobic yeah that's true okay. like just fucking get the plug out of your ass it's just it's just it's fucking bad like there's there's certain things that like when it you know there's a, there's a oh it's a societal norm well what if okay so if it was a societal norm on this planet if you had a child that was born i don't know down syndrome and, you, and the procedure on this planet was you leave that child up on the cliff. Yep. Like they did in ancient Greece. I was going to say like in Sparta? You know? Like they used to do on this planet? Yeah, you're, exactly. You're, you're talking some uh, some man in the high castle with, but the, I'm like, with, the, with the... Yeah, the euthanasia. Uh, son. Yeah, the euthanasia thing. Like if that was the procedure for children, I don't think the Federation would have had that. I think they yeah, would have no. said, that's fucked up, we're not yeah. dealing with you. You fix your shit. But it's old people, so fuck them! Yeah. Ageist. Wow. Yeah. Now I feel bad for being on the on the Kalen side. <laughs> As you should. And for Picard to pick this moment of all times. Of all times to be on Prime Directive. Plus, as is... we learned a few episodes ago, he was just about to have his tenth violation free sub. That's right. He's gonna get his card <laughs> punched. Um, but here's the deal. But here's the fucking problem. It's just it's it's I uh, my respect for Picard actually dropped because of this. Yeah. Because it's like you know, you are kind of a coward in this moment for not yeah. like and like I get it for the for the purpose of the plot, for the purpose of this episode, for the purpose of the story. Fine, I like the story, I like the episode, but here's the thing: okay, internal consistency, internal logic, and Picard's integrity is in the shit can right now. Yeah, here's the here's the thing: every other episode where something like this has happened, and and Picard's made some kind of dumb Picard decision. We've we've specifically said, you know whose job this should be? Some ambassador or ship's lawyer or or, or some higher up in, in Starfleet. So why are we mad at Picard? Like he well, should have really like, Actually there is, it up, there is an ambassador the... on board. There's an ambassador on board and she is firmly in the camp of fuck the Prime he, Directive. She's not a guy. Federation ambassador. No. She's the Beta Z ambassador to yeah, the Federation. But, and Beta Z is a member of the Federation, I believe. I would say he totally could have used that as an out and supported her. Mm. And be like, listen, she outranks me. Also, let's be honest, right? This little fucking isolationist rinky dink planet, to pick up a phrase from Jake that I don't usually use. <laughs> what, rinky dink? Yeah, I don't or say planet. That rinky dink. Jake. There is no way those <laughs> motherfuckers 
have ships that could threaten the Enterprise A, much less this one. Oh yeah, those two had... little triangle ships. The, yeah. the, the the model that we've seen a hundred. Like yeah. who's is that? Like the Apple? Like what? Is, what is that? Is that like who's making these triangle ships that every fucking little shitball planet has? The Romulans. Any... It's all part of the plan. <laughs> They're, They're back. back. <laughs> Um, wow, so it's sounding right now, because I read a bunch of reviews of, the, of this episode, and they said that it did such a, a good job of not really playing sides, but it sounds like everyone has only, all of you have only side, like seen the one side of the argument. No, no, because I would say, I just think that it's inconsistent. If Picard was actually a stickler for the Prime Directive all the time, I'd be like, okay. But he chose this time, when there's a legitimate moral reason to, in my opinion, there's a legitimate moral reason to violate the Prime Directive. He, this is when he's, oh, I can't do that. Well, like, I mean, also, like, it's in human nature to stand up, I think, or at least it used to be, maybe, to stand up when this kind of shit's going down. Like, we would still be using slavery if no one had bothered to be like, wow, that's fucked up. Like, yeah. I mean... we The, the, the beta's edge would still be wearing those silly wigs with the bird cages. That was a good story. That was. I, I like that. that uh, it was her, right? Did she say analogy. that? It was her. No, he, he, he just said, oh, she must have been like you. I was waiting I for I was them. waiting for her to be like, yes, she was me. Because that uh, should have been. It seemed oh, that would have been a good idea. But on the other hand, I feel like it's almost a little too obvious, and I'm glad they resisted Pardon it. Pardon me. Like, I'm vaguely remembering this, the birdcage head thing coming up earlier, and it, or may just cold totally make that up. Yeah, it might have, but I don't if remember. If it did, I don't remember. Yeah. But, like, I, my point being that, like, someone had to be the first person to say, like, this is super fucked up. Yeah. And it should have been Picard. Now, spe- now to well, Picard's it should have been Loxana, because that's just how Loxana well, becomes a good character. To Picard's credit, it did seem like he was willing to accept the, the asylum request. Yeah. yeah. Which is not going as far as to, to lay down some, some, uh, some truth... A truth, yeah, to, to give a, a good old-fashioned speech. But it is, it is. I guess that alone could be considered a violation, potentially. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't to, think that giving someone asylum who's requesting it should count. I mean, mm-hmm. asylum is... To, yeah. your, to your point, Ames, I, I can see, like... Like, I totally get why they started doing what they did. Which like, thing? Uh, the whole knocking people off at 60 thing. Because, like, mm-hmm. yeah... You know what? He makes a really good argument when he, when when Timison's talking to Luoxana yeah. about, about you know pe- people in like being being held alive longer than they want to be alive. Yeah. Listen, he can kill himself anytime he wants. He just doesn't have to do it at sixty. Yeah, well, that's if what... he decides at seventy five to go all Hunter S. Thompson and you know let it go after mm-hmm. a life full of glory. Go right ahead. Where's, where's the equity in that? <laughs> Well, like, but so, but like, I can see how, like, again, you, when you've got a civilization when there's not a lot of technology, and like, yeah, like on this planet, living to sixty once used to probably be a weird, sucky outlier thing. So, like, yeah, you start doing it, but again, it's been so long. There's so much technology now. Like, get your shit together. Yeah. Especially since your planet's potentially about to be, you know, it's about to turn into a popsicle. Yeah, like, you would think that if you were living on a planet that was facing. An untimely demise that you might rethink untimely... Yeah. Forced untimely demise. I mean, honestly, if you are so dead set on honoring some tradition that you'll let your civilization potentially perish for it, then you know what? Frankly, you fucking deserve it. Yeah, your whole well, civilization Well, basically said that. She yeah. was like, well, if you really believe this, then just fucking let the star die yeah. then. Fuck this planet. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, if every, if everybody has to get killed at sixty, then it sounds like your son should get killed at sixty too. Yeah, and it is well over sixty. Mm, it looks good though. But you know, and I think you know to the point that like <laughs> it's like chewy, like life expectancies. Like if this has been the case for fifteen hundred years, say yeah, fifteen hundred years ago, human life expectancy was what forty at, at best. So somebody living to sixty would be yeah fucking ancient. Yeah, and they'd probably be miserable, and they'd be really miserable. So considering you know. In in the current medical st- state of medical science on Earth, in a in a in a developed country, it is not unusual for people to live well into their eighties or nineties. You know, so why haven't they made adjust? If their policy was okay, we want to kill everybody at the same age so that you know we're not playing favorites or whatever. Yeah, you know, then uh, scale it with the life expectancy. This guy was fucking virile. He well, but was, again, they don't know the life expectancy. Well, they don't. But like, but they should have noticed every, over every, the last fifteen hundred years that people years, are less sick. Yeah, every couple of years, why don't we bump it up a couple of years? Plus, like, what about the people who like you know? Drop dead early through illness or accident or whatever. Like, did someone get those extra years? No. I mean, you know, his wife died years ago. We don't know what of, but presumably not her. What's it called? I don't know. He could. He could have been chasing a cougar. I guess so. Mm. Yeah. What was it called? Resolution. There you go. Wasn't there a sci-fi thing where the premise was Logan's Run? No, no, not Logan's Run. But yeah, that that is what this episode reminded me of. No, it yeah. was a thing where like everybody had a certain amount of time. To, to live like it was a clock and you could all dogs go to heaven you could buy and sell time oh yeah that that was that um it was like a justin timberlake movie i can't remember what it was called all dogs go to heaven but yeah well that was a whole thing where it was like that what? was it fucked you it fucks you up yeah no it, it just teaches you about life and death it was supposed to be like a, a commentary but i don't think it was executed very well because like because it cost money you know like the rich lived essentially forever the poor died young well yeah and like the thing was like you, there was there was a finite amount of time, but like you had, but you so like if you were, could buy it, you'd have to buy it off of somebody. So like, yeah, if you could give me five years, and I would I don't know suck your dick. I don't know Something, whatever yeah. whatever the whatever the rule is whatever yeah. the, whatever the trade for five years of life is. Yeah, I can't remember. What a that dick was suck for me would be worth well more than that. I'm sure. Yeah. I don't know. Have you yeah. ever done it before? No. Well, then probably not. It's all tea. <laughs> My tongue's like a cat's. I've got your, I got five years and I just butchered this your dick. This is going so well. <laughs> this um, is the price we pay for having a good Loxana Troy episode. Clearly, yeah. Jake is blowing people for more time. <laughs> that time. Um, Speaking of, Loxana was uh, chilling in Picard's chair. and or oh No, she was hanging out on the bridge with Worf and clearly jettisoned Finney a number of times. <laughs> Mr. Wolf. Yeah. Wait, was that this episode? Yeah, she called him Mr. Wolf. Wasn't somebody else just playing with the buttons on his chair recently? Yeah, Vash. Yeah, yeah Vash did. I, th- I think she called called him Mr. Wolf in a previous episode, too. Uh, yeah, be corrected her in this one. Yeah. Said, but Loxana Troy is all about pushing his buttons, to be fair. Worf is like the worst cop because he he is or he's he's more like a, the old man that works at like he's like the security guard mm-hmm. at the mall where he's like you kids shouldn't be here yeah who gave you bridge like, access like O'Brien <laughs> did a better job where he locked the transporter before leaving oh yeah leaving them alone with it yes so she could give him a piece of her mind yeah you know the thing piece I didn't okay this pissed me off about this episode this is a nitpick but they fucking 
have crying sounds in the telepathy talk. Yeah, that was weird. Was, they what? When when her when her and when they were in the transporter room and Loxana and Troy were having their moment, they were uh, telepathing, and Loxana was crying on the outside, but she was also <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the voiceover, which was the telepathy. And I'm like, all yeah, right, that doesn't make sense. Like it's yeah. kind of weird that like. That crying noise made it in there. Well, no, but so uh, what I think is, is that that's how we would perceive it would sound like she was telepathic. Oh, that is a that is an but embodiment in, of the empathy. Right, but in there actuality, oh. her feeling of crying was lending something to it that we can't uh, sense, being we that we are not empaths. Like Diana is. She's like, She's I can so sense that mother is crying. Or she added in She's the looking right at her. Mentally, because she knows her daughter's a shitty empath. Also speaking of voiceovers from a production standpoint, I noticed the computer didn't speak this week. <laughs> like they went out of their way. Like anytime we like, interact with the computer, it just made a beep boop. I feel bop. like this happened before. I feel like usually when Loxon is on, when you notice that the computer speaks a lot less. Yeah, the computer is very quiet That's this funny. week. Like they, they try you know, to guys, the computer doesn't talk that often. It's just a conception by men that women talk like seventy percent more <laughs> than they actually do. What? I mean, you're right. I mean, for all that you're joking, it, it is they do actually. The computer does talk less in TNG than I thought it did, based on like just vague memories and stuff. But there are a lot of times where it is just beep boop beep, not yeah. But like, right. there were definitely times Hello, when dear. normally the computer would have talked. True, true. Like at one point, I think somebody asks for somebody's location, and and instead of the computer saying so and so is in wherever they are, mm-hmm. it just pause a second and then cut mm. Hmm. Hmm. you know what else uh, what other voiceover we heard was Troy doing the the introductory log entry and oh, it yeah. was literally a sentence yeah, yeah. that was, this, is, is, this is Troy mom's here <laughs> thanks Troy See, that, but you know in a way this is why you never do these in a way it was kind of great because for me again I was going in just being like oh Christ it's a Loxana episode and her like her tone with my mother is here. Which is like, yep, I'm already feeling yeah. that way too. Deanna's right there with you. Yeah, it's like and oh. Picard was hiding behind a door frame. <laughs> he was. Yeah, that that was a little, that was humorous because Picard thought that he was gonna get uh get annoyed him. this episode, but, but uh, so yeah. she Here's had her sights on someone else. This is why he didn't want to violate the Prime Directive. <laughs> He would really, really miss Loxana being his little fan club. Mm-hmm. Even though it probably kind of annoys him, probably mm-hmm. kind of loves it. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. And he's but... always picturing her naked, so. Literally, though, she's like, oh, you were just thinking about me, weren't you? He must have been. Yeah, Why he was thinking, she... oh, God, she's here, I have to hide. I mean, maybe he really does want a boner. Well, oh, God, I hope Well, not. who wouldn't? She's hot. I mean... She's annoying. I just I, was, couldn't. I don't know. You put your she dick in her mouth, mouth like, and she won't wow. talk anymore. Yeah, but she can still hear your thoughts, and that's uh, that's uncomfortable. Could Great. she hear Timison's thoughts? No, no, she, wrong she, species. Could she? Could she still read Sense. him empathically? I assumed not. Really, that should have been a, a bigger plot point because mm. you know when she's met or when any Betazoid has met a, a, a species that they couldn't read, they made a big fucking deal about it. Well, she's older, she's had more experience, and she's yeah. an ambassador, which means she probably deals with species whose minds and feelings she can't read all the time. And I, well, I, I kind of been wondering this. So, are all Betazoids empathic, or is only Deanna empathic? Are all because like. Um, versus telepathic, right? So, mm. so Luxana has straight up telepathy. Like, I, she I read like a she mind. Can, she can just read your mind. Period. But yeah. I, I thought that they they covered that like all of them can empath, but not all of them can do the 
higher level oh, stuff. Maybe. I don't know. I just the I ones who put more points in empathy. I was wondering if maybe it's like a mutually exclusive thing where like the empathy is is really just kind of a watered down version mm. of the telepathy that De- like Deanna has because yeah. she's not full on. But she telepathies with her mom and with uh, Riker. Wait, it seems with her like a deep connection. Yeah, thing. there has to be like. Oh, so she couldn't just. You had to have seen anybody. one of them naked before. Yeah, that's it. Well, we know she's seen her mom naked because that's how Beta Zed's weddings do. And how many times has she probably had to witness her mom getting married? And Riker's just usually naked when he's, you know. No. Anyone can read Riker's mind. Riker goes to the holodeck and does naked tromboning. Oh, God. You think, you know, when he's in the shower at the gym afterwards, he does the Riker maneuver? Probably. Just always. Just has one foot up while he, you know. Shampooing. I was gonna say, I was like, what does that even mean? Like the one, the one leg up thing climbs over someone who's I mean, also that showering be, that, that and tea bags them you know, on the way by. A leg, give, give, having a leg up can give you better access to certain cleaning areas. Oh yeah, yeah, but I mean, he's doing it the whole time, oh, not and, just and when he's bubbles, getting the, I'm sure. getting the. I don't know how the whole external the genitalia thing works, but I know what I have to lift my leg for. Do you think the gym on the Enterprise is a communal shower like at a like at the Y? There's That's probably, what I'm imagining for the there's sake of this There's not joke. a shower. It's probably just a. Well, yeah, they, they, do, they, they beam the film. They do talk on, about yeah. sonic, sonic showers. showers. So I feel like a sonic shower would just be like a really loud ah! <laughs> and the shit just flies off and you're done. I feel like we've said this before, but I'm oh, positive. Well. Also, again, sorry, oh. it wasn't me the first time. Um, there was a point where Lawaxana tells Mr. Hum, Mr. Hum, spread it. Oh and yeah, like, oh, <laughs> he hears that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so does that mean Lawaxana's into pegging? I, bet I don't know what that like is. I don't think I want home. to. That's uh, not enough. Fucking a guy in the asshole with a strap on. Yeah, strap on in the bum. You're not welcome. enough, Mr. Home in this episode. That's yeah, true. Not a lot. He, but he showed up a few times. He did. So I liked, you know, as part of of Loxana's sort of push of her her speech, whatever. Like the part of it was for all that she just genuinely thought it was just fucked up. There was a little bit of her own sort of personal. Yeah, her becoming a person, but her personal worries about being old. Yeah, about getting and, like, older, feeling. Less valued and this and that. And it wasn't oh. there a line she says, 60, 60 is nothing. Yeah. Here's what actually bothered me, though, is it sounded like part of the reason they started the resolution was because kids didn't want to take care of their parents. Yeah, on their planet, they just didn't give a fuck. And I was like, I was like, yeah, nobody, nobody does, but everyone does it. I mean, that's like, nobody really wants to get saddled with taking care of their aged parent, probably, but like, you do it because. You, re- Luxana says this. Why can't? Why shouldn't they pay you back mm-hmm. for raising them? Like, and that's the yeah, thing. As long it's, as they're not assholes, it's about filial duty, in my opinion. And, and the fact of the matter is, is that this planet, these people decided they would rather cut short uh, a potentially, you know, a good life, a life of a brilliant scientist or a talented compositionist or a poet or a writer. They would rather cut that person's life short. <laughs> Rather than, like, buy a few disposable diapers and, like, maybe have to, like, visit mom once a week. Mm. Like, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, and I also do think that, you know, honestly, if the, if, I think if, if it were not a forced thing, if it were a, you can do it. Sure, you know, have legal euthanasia. Yeah. That's really what you want. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, that, I that believe in guided suicide. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not a choice. Humane. That, yeah. And that, like, not only, like, I don't know. It just seems like I, I, I'm with Luoxana yeah. on this one. Take the bird off your head and uh, 
Eat it. I think it's interesting mm. that um, spread it, <laughs> Mister. That, uh, that uh, his daughter's hair kind of looked like an animal, perhaps, <laughs> flattened animal. Mm. Like squished it because it was too old. Oven mitt uh, <laughs> on her head. Damn. The thing that kind of the thing that bothered me though is at the end when he basically tells her like you were almost enough to live for. Shrug. I was just like, ooh, that's. I mean, that's I, considering how clearly. Like, how much he cares about his stupid, stupid, stupid culture. To say that she was almost enough to overtake that is impressive. It just kind of feels like insult to injury. Especially because it's Luwaxana. Yeah. But I also love that, you know, ultimately she's like, you know, I'm going to go with you. They said your loved ones are supposed that to be there. So oh, good. That was so She grew up, like, yeah. like, yeah, like she, if she was a, an annoying brat teenager before, she suddenly, like... The family matriarch. She was 13 going on 30. Yeah. So yeah, you know the I, daughter I wasn't it. thrilled to see her there, so... Well, whatever. Good. Yeah, no, I agree. The good thing is they never have to see each other again, because nope. the one thing that would have bound them is now presumably dead. Yeah. Though, we don't ever see it, so I like to imagine that Waxana magicked up some kind of bullshit, and then they snuck off and traveled the stars together. Aww. And then he died naturally, and she was like, well, I'm still alive. Time to go bother my daughter. Probably. <laughs> she died, he, he died at 60 anyway of a different thing. Mm. Like, fucking Luwaxana yeah. too much. Fucking Luwaxana gave him a fucking heart attack. Yeah, it was right yeah. in the middle of it. So we were talking about right in the middle of voiceovers it. earlier, and I feel like we can't not mention that our guest star, David Ogden Steers, for this episode, mm-hmm. uh, is known for M.A.S.H. Mm-hmm. He was in that for quite some time. Winchester. But as I learned when I looked him up, holy shit, this guy was a Disney regular. Yeah? Yep. Very prolific. He was like Cogsworth. Oh, sweet! And not just Beauty and the Beast, but the awful, like, straight-to-DVD Christmas special. And... Kingdom Hearts games. Like they got just, a lot of original actors for that. Yeah, they just he just kept coming back to be Cogsworth. He was Ratcliffe, Ratcliffe in, in the Pocahontas films. Your was, favorite. Oh yes, he's the Archdeacon in Hunchback of Notre Dame. He was a recurring alien scientist in Lilo and Stitch and its various spin-offs You're and series. Naming all movies I haven't seen. Um, Lilo was, and Stitch has spin-off movies and series. It has a couple of TV series. It has a sequel movie. What? Yeah. It, um, what else? Stitch oh, learns surfing. He was in the dubs. Probably true. Of, because Disney did a lot of the dubs they, for their Studio Ghibli films. He was in Spirited Away and Porco Rosso. Who was he in Porco Rosso? I do not remember. Ah, oh, Michael Keaton was a fucking great Porco Rosso. He was. That movie is the ball. But yeah, no, like, you look this guy up, he did so much voiceover work. You know, he was very, very, very prolific. And television work, and, like, I think he was also... I feel like pretty much everyone model. involved with Star Trek was, at some point or another, on Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> like, the more I look up people who are on this show, the more I keep seeing Murder, She Wrote well, pop up. Well, it's because up. they were contemporary, right? I think yeah. Murder, She Wrote went into, like, 91 or 92 Yeah, wasn't there also a ton of Murdering, She oh, Wrote? Oh, God, so Like, much. fucking seven, she, she eleven... Like Shitloads of seasons. But there were so those many couple murders. of seasons where there wasn't really a lot of her, remember? Yeah. That sucked. But yeah, like everybody. Fucking John Delancey at one point. Oh, sweet. ton of people. It was truly the Columbo of its time. I was just going to say. Well, it's kind of like how when you look at um, back in ni- the 1960s, back if you were on Doctor Who, 60s. you had probably also been in Dead Cars or Corey. So, yeah, it's just the, the Murder, She Wrote is like the late 80s version of that. Doctor what? Well, I told you so- that uh, oh, wow. someone caught that it was that act there from across the room. Yeah. Was like, was not looking at it. Probably couldn't hear it very well. And was like, is that Winchester from Mash? And I was like, oh yeah, it is. Damn, I have to watch Mash. 
trash. It's a really good show. I, yeah, the I'm last... aware that I've, I've, I have very vague memories of watching it, but uh, they're very vague. I've only seen the movie, and I love the movie, so I've had a hard time. But you said the movie doesn't have Alan Alda. No, no, it, it only has, has only radar. The only radar is, is the in same both, in yeah. both. So the the movie is a very serious film. Which one has Odo? The series, I think. Oh no, you have No, I think it's the movie. Is it? Yeah, because he's Father Mulcahy, and I know. Oh the yeah, it's Father definitely, Mulcahy. He's definitely not Father Mulcahy. Oh, is he? Father? Yeah, oh, Rene Abrahamovich is the film Father Mulcahy. Boy. Well, the show mash is great. My understanding is that the later seasons get sort of preachy. Alan mm. Alda gets a little preachy, but yeah. from what I've seen, I love He's it. Allowed. But I've He's mostly so seen great. like the later stuff, I think, anyway, because I mostly remember Winchester and uh Colonel Potter and like God, who's the other one? There was there was BJ BJ, right? Was the second one? BJ Hunnicutt. Right? He's mm-hmm. the second friend. Yeah, the, the original first one is Trapper John. Trapper John, yeah. So I mostly know, like, the latter half of that show, but it was really quite good. Yeah. Uh, see, the see the movie has Donald Sutherland when he's young. It has, um... Donald, Donald Sutherland used to be young? Yeah. He, he was, he was, he was, Hot? he was Hawkeye. Oh. And, uh, oh god, what's his name was Trapper John? Fucking... Yeah, old, what's his name there? From The Long Goodbye. The detective. Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould. It's such a good cast. Wow, I can't believe I got that. That's such a good fucking movie, The Long Goodbye. It is. Oh, it's alright with me. Okay no, by it's me? No, the it's big okay goodbye. by me. No, it's true. Dude, for real so though, The Long Goodbye <laughs> is so good. If you want like a good... Wait, who who is he? He's um... Marlo. Marlo, yeah. Philip Marlo. If you want a good Marlo movie, man, that is that is a good one. Yeah. But yeah, so David Ogden Steers did... He did amazing in this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone like... You know, Major Barrett did great. He did great. The scenes together were great. Like, this was a really good episode. And, again, I am so annoyed because I'm used to just like, oh, God, okay, I can be bored for 45 minutes. It's like, oh, no, this is really good. And they even did a good job having her start off. It's just like, classic Loxana. But then she shifts, yeah. like, naturally. It's like she and you're like, Classic mixed direction. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's, she it's... was great. I loved it. I really, really loved this episode. I thought it was so sweet. Yeah, no, it was, you know, it... it yeah. Cool. Fair tugged at the heartstrings. It really did. Now the host Speaking on the other hand. Tugging at the heartstrings. Is that what he was doing in there? Oh no, he was he was tugging at an octopus centipede. No, octopus centipede. Oh, octopus centipede. Yay. Yeah. yeah, the host was not as good as uh It's interesting Half though. Life. It's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. The, it's funny. I saw someone you once making fun of like people who complain about the Klingon Make up how it's changed multiple times mm-hmm. over the decades. But, like, the trill will never look like this again. Yeah, but do we ever see the trill in TNG again? No. Yeah, so people, I don't I don't think people give a shit. Right, no, but Klingons change season to series to series, too. Hell, Klingons change between, you know, they look at one way in TOS. They look another way in Star Trek 1. They look a different way by Star Trek 3. And then that's kind of the template like, for. It's not just a makeup change for the trill. It's a oh everything changes. Oh, the, yeah. The, yeah, like the the only like thing the that, that they thing. really retain yeah. is the only thing that they retain is that there is a parasite Octop- octopus. There's a there, yeah, and even in the in and the, it's not the way the personality ends up working is completely different. Yeah. It's not like completely like, overwrites. It's 
Yeah, I was wondering, like, because I, you know, having seen some episodes of DS9 where the Trill is very heavily featured, yeah. they still have some manner of cognizance as their original host. Yeah. So, but in this, you would get the, with the impression, this may not be true, that Riker doesn't know any of the things that's going on. Yeah, like Riker's yeah. in a back room he's, somewhere he's like, in his he's own like body. He's like John Malkovich in, inside his own head. Well, and that's yeah. how he convinced Bev to sleep with him. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, don't worry, he'll never remember what your tits look like. It's fine. But yeah. she knows what his schlong... Well, she's his doctor, so she already knew. Yeah, something... like, And I like the trill as a concept, even as introduced in this episode, but you do have to kind of feel bad for the host. Yeah, like, they're just gone? They're just... They're just yeah, like, they'll, they'll be there until they die. Well, my question is, like, do the trill then, like, keep them as cattle or something? And if yes, how did they start doing this? Like, did a trill just sneak in one night and took over... Yeah, he started again, telling his friends like, "Hey, you know what's really great? You should get one of these stomach parasite trill things. Look at I lost like ten pounds with my trill diet, and then people were like, woohoo! And again, ultimately, like, how did it happen? These questions will never be answered because when it comes to having a regular trill, they completely change how it works, pretty much. I really do just want to know how that started. Because, mm. like, you would think that in the beginning it would have had to have been symbiotic, by which I mean that, like, they were both getting something from this arrangement, and as it seems now, the trill, the parasite. Bug monsters. Gets everything. Gets everything, yeah. It's like that, uh, it's like, um, Krang? Was that the... Krang. Krang. It's like Krang from, uh... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah, but he had a a robot. He didn't have a real person. Yeah, but, like, that's basically what the human host Yeah, you're right. Right in the stomach, too, also. That's really funny. And they kind of look like like a giant brain. A little bit kind of brainy. Yeah. See, look more like... Actually, I would say it looked more like a Caterpie from, uh... (laughs) Yes, Um, yes. But yeah, so yeah. dynamics of the trill aside, because again, this is all going to get retconned. Yeah, oh man, Odon was so pretty. Original eh. Odon. He's alright. Eh. Uh, I was into it. 90s hair. I yeah, was I, was, I, was, yeah, I was watching the 90s okay, hair. Okay, but like, oh, did you get your, your advice from Wyatt Derp there? I think he goes to the same salon as uh, Beverly goes to. But let's mm. remember that my first Well, we girlhood, saw the salon in this one, didn't we? Mm. Yeah. My first girlhood crush was on a man with a mullet, so it should really surprise yeah. literally no one yeah. that this is right up my alley. Yeah, bad taste in hair. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. I felt like a thing. I felt like there were. I don't know. There was a lot of time spent on the girl talk. on girl talk, which I don't know if I'm just being sexist here, but I think no, the writers even, they were. weren't even in their gymnastics costumes. Like, I just thought I just thought it was boring, and it brought I I felt it kind of brought the characters down. Okay, a little here's here's to just be like boys. Here's one of the major issues they had doing this episode. Gates was seven months pregnant. Mm. And she's even said like, wow, it was really unfortunate that the timing worked out that I had to do the really romantic thing while seven months pregnant. I didn't had even to know. We both have parasites growing in us. I was going to say like, which one of you was pregnant? Because it shows his belly doing the distended thing. But well, I didn't even notice. Well, they, they, they did almost all boob up shots. Really? You don't yeah. think that that's... That, to me, that's Give a good different man. And she was always in her doctor coat. So, yeah, I noticed, it, even it, when it, it wasn't appropriate. It never even occurred to me, like... Yeah. Because sometimes you can tell when a show is hiding someone. Oh, yeah. Because it'll be, like, a really obvious, like, thing in the way of just the stomach. Voyager. Who was pregnant in Voyager? Uh, Who wasn't? Uh, Roxanne Dawson. Yeah. Balana. Oh, There's a season where, for no reason... She starts wearing a, like, an engineering overcoat. Oh. And even with the coat, you're like... Well, there's, like, in those uniforms, there's nothing to hide it. Yeah, I know, but it was just, like, even with the coat, they would just shoot from the wrong angle sometimes, and you're like... That's unfortunate. You're not even trying, Voyager. And they worked in Nana Visitor's pregnancy in DS9. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was pretty Who? Kira. Kira. Yeah, this episode, like, 
it was weird. Like like you said, Jake, the the way their discussion was written, it was trying to make it feel like these are adult women discussing. Like, oh, you know, Troy and Bev. Yeah, this, their nails did. Yeah, and it's like it's trying to be like, oh no, I mean you're an adult, you know the difference, and this and that. But again, because Troy, of the way it was Troy written, Troy is a fucking horn dog. Yeah, and she's just getting off from other people. It yeah, sounds like. well, she's she can up feel their. She was also being kind of judgy. I felt she's getting a boner. But I thought she was being a little judgmental. But again, the whole thing of like, oh, you know the difference. But because it was like, oh, and they're at the salon, she's getting her nails done, this and that. It, it did seem to uh, infantilize the whole thing. It made it feel like, you know, teenage girl talk, not women discussing true emotions. Oh, uh, women. But here's the thing. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like girls kind of always dish the same way. Mm, like, I, I think it's true that we also, like, get to the more important things, too. But, like, oh, my God, he's so fucking cute. Yeah, but I guess it wouldn't bother me as much. Because, yeah, I mean, again, people are allowed to be whatever they want to be. And they can be however they want. But the, because this show so consistently just writes women as stereotypes, it would be more... It would feel better if they were more often written as better characters. So that when they did have these moments of just, like, you know, let's be kind of twee in the salon. It would be like, yeah, because they're normal people. And they're going to have these normal people moments. And again, it just feels, again, like they're just fucking stereotypes. The first man I ever with my was my father. Jesus Christ. Oh, that Electra was complex. I didn't like that. That was that something really written by a man who's just like, oh, my daughter, I own her until I sell her to another man. Fuck you, whoever wrote that you line. You know, I was re- that actually really grossed me out. I was, was like, disgusting. ooh. I somehow missed this line. Well, I'm really good that I did. No, no dude, no, it wasn't some... even just a line. It was, it was like, like a, a diatribe. She was like, he, he made me feel safe, and I would give anything to be held safely in his arms again. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong it, with yeah, you? It was her Wait, way that to... was about her father? Yeah, yeah. dude. How I missed that Yeah, part. no, that was about yeah. Daddams. Oh, my God. I thought she was talking about like a like a boyhood crush. No. I somehow missed the first line of yeah, no, the first man I ever fell in love, truly loved or whatever, was my father. He's like, well, I gotta go. Truly loved. She didn't say fell in love. Yeah, truly loved. I gotta, I gotta go. This is fucked up and weird. And again, the, the whoever wrote the women. Oh, in the yeah, show that was should Troy. Troy said that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. but it wasn't Beverly. No, no, no. Beverly was the life. one who had the dream about the boy, and then she was talking about their kids. And he and like didn't shit. even know I existed. I was nine. He was yeah, like yeah, eleven. Yeah. And, and then something. Troy makes it about her dad for some reason. Yeah, and it like Bev's. It was weird and uncomfortable. Which is definitely totally normal. Bev's felt Maybe way she more go see like seriously. Bev's felt feels a little more real. Because I feel like everyone they were a kid like ends up having sort of an infatuation and imagines a whole life that you know with another person may or may not know you even exist. Yeah. Well, speaking of not knowing what's going on, let's talk about the rape of Riker. Wesley. Oh, sorry. Um, because, uh... He did not think of it that way. Jesus. Because, uh... He volunteered. He, but he did not... He didn't con- volunteer He, he, he did not talk. consent to the sex that he was forced to have with Beverly. And that does quite, that does beg the question though, like does he even know it's happening? He, I, don't I think feel he like does. someone like Riker like, would just have a like a like a, a standard issue like contract. That's yeah, just like that's just always. He like, just I has a, he has a tattoo sort of on his chest. chest. It's like I consent. I mean, sorry. I mean, being fair though, you know, Troy did say at one point like I don't think it's a secret. So was there on some level was Riker like? You know, she really wants to bone this guy. Or was if gift? I'm this guy, maybe. Are you saying he was dressing like he wanted it? I still no. feel like this is just, it's just, it's so icky. I, yeah, no, it's I feel like, up. I feel I like. I didn't think about it, but now that I, I have. Feel like, I thought about it. I feel like, it'd be weirder if it were Picard. 
Would it have been weirder if it were Wesley? Would it be weirder? Hey. <laughs> no, no. Wesley is busy failing I philosophy. Yeah, I'm actually, which I laugh. Yeah, at. Yeah. Wesley's right elbow now. deep in the girl from uh, uh, Coming Ipanema? of Age. I do kind of like that he's a little more human now that he's at the Academy. Yeah. He's having trouble with something, and that's kind of cute. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but of course it's philosophy, though. You know? Yeah. It feels like... Um, well, you feel like he is. He's better at facts and figures than abstract thought. Well, to me, it's like in um, The Breakfast Club. You know what? I'm an idiot because I, I can't make a lamp. No, you're a genius because you can't make a lamp. That whole thing. You know, I haven't just seen it in me. so long. Okay. I don't well. care for The Breakfast Club. But like, oh, I so do. they don't ever talk about whether or not the host is... Aware, at all cognizant of what's going on. Yeah, no. That, yeah. Like but that, apparently later on it's made plain that they are, right? You said? Yeah, well, that's, that's a totally different in trill. Next, in next wave trill? Yeah. But yeah. Like, it, Wait, are the trill the ones with the weird dots? The spots, yeah. 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 Which actually is kind of funny. It's almost like they took the makeup from the aliens from the first the episode, lines. shrunk it down, and it's basically the same. And they yeah, took it, it off, similar. and they got it off the hands. I know that, that too. But yeah, so let's assume that as the host... You are, your brain is still functioning, like your optic nerve is still bringing, because it must, because mm. the, 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 the worm isn't going into your brain. It's just that the worm like wraps itself around your spinal cord or something. And it's like one of Khan's bugs. Yeah, like one of Khan's bugs. And or like one of well, even, one of well, even Khan didn't make any of the people he was bug controlling fucking. Well, yeah, so let's assume that, that we know let's assume of. that it's like Khan's bug where you one of them you cannot control him. yourself. You are being controlled by the bug, but you remember everything that happens while you have the bug. Controlled by the bug. So so in that way, I mean it's really insidious. And and Odan like has some explaining to do and probably should be in jail considering he like it's it's not I don't think it's okay to go into someone's body who's loaning you the body for a yeah. short amount of time for a specific yeah. reason. Odon never asked Riker to do it either. They no. decided when he was yeah. when he was yeah. You know, Riker's dead. like, I'll, I'll do it. But I feel like Odin should have been like, oh wow, this Riker guy is doing me a real solid here. So I should probably not like have fuck sex her. in his body. Maybe have, I'll maybe I'll give him a bath. Like maybe I'll, I'll you know after the sex or just in general. Yes, just in general. But. Oh, okay. Well, that's so. Like I, I like I don't know. I find I do find it very uh, disquieting. Very, very disquieting what happened, and I and like the fact that it wasn't at all addressed in the episode in any way. Yeah. See, I, you know, you're right. the thing is, I was so busy just kind of dismissing this episode because I was kind of bored that it didn't occur to me that that was staring me in the face. Right, right. Because you th- you're thinking about it mostly from Beverly's point of view. Beverly's saying, I don't know how okay, how, how okay I am banging someone other than the person who I fell in love with. Especially especially I know Will. Especially if it's Riker, who still has weird feelings <laughs> for Troy that never come up all the time. And who's also, a there was, but, but let's be fair. Riker's not like a brother. Shut the fuck up. He's a co-worker at best. And like, as much... Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think Riker is like anybody's brother. Like, he's so not Jordy's brother that Jordy's best friend is Data. (laughs) But But, uh, we know know how Troy felt about her dad, so maybe she does think of Riker as a brother, you know? (laughs) Mother of Pearl. I also think that Beverly bears some responsibility in in this as well. Like, even though Odan in Riker's body was... Being very pushy and very, you know, suave and, oh, you must stay, Dr. Beverly. I'm really horny. I need you, Dr. Beverly. Also, why does he have to call her Dr. Beverly? Because that's the way we we can tell that it's him. You know what it is? Yeah, but that's like... This is a fucking... You gotta figure that we don't know how old the the symbiote is. We know that... 
he's at least as old as that old fucking guy. But probably old, from a, a well Com- older world. than that since he was already being used yeah. as a yeah. as a negotiator so, representative. So this, so, like, you gotta figure Sex toy. this this and, and having been in you know, obviously they're not gendered, so a, a host can be male or female. So this Odan, I'm assuming the the worms aren't gendered either then that that, probably not um Hmm. so oh this odan has been many many physic has had many many physical forms over many many years has fucked and sucked their way through many star systems Mm -hmm. and and yet the federation know nothing about and i think it's just it's just generally going to be a horn dog like to the extent where like you're going to be on a mission for a couple of weeks and you can't keep it in your pants seriously long enough to not fuck the doctor and then even when the when the shit goes wrong it's like oh my god I'm killing this person I'm so sick oh oh gotta get my fucking on you know <laughs> can I report something a little bit disturbing what's the squirrel up to <laughs> no so uh, do parasites have and it's filled out with the first fill in is hearts. Uh, and then brains, and then a cell wall. That makes more sense. Well, all different parasites can be mean. Any, a parasite is really any organism that requires another organism to live. So, like a so, parasite isn't a specific type of animal; it's a specific or like a specific family of of creatures. We require other animals to live. Well, okay, I'll change that. It's it's something that requires a. Host. I require the gyms. It requires a. Host. So, like, they're parasitic. Plants, for example, that can only live on the yeah. bark of certain trees, yeah. for example. So, but they're still just plants. plants but like they certain might... bugs that plant their babies in caterpillars, and then yeah. the bug gets all blow out of the. That's how the thing, trill one thing I heard, I heard somewhere was that like that mistletoe is is a, is a type of parasite. That's because, hilarious because apparently it can't. I think it like can't photosynthesize or something. It's got it's missing some DNA that would allow it to photosynthesize. So it has it feeds to off of your love when you kiss it's under it. it. So it has to like grow on it another like a on like another Who tree and it like happen. drains the life force of the tree. Yeesh. I think the finest example of the human parasite is the politician. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so the the, the yeah. you forgot about the banker. And the lawyer. <laughs> the bank, the candlestick maker. No, he's a good guy. Yeah. What about the baker? The best. I um, love bread. And then, like, I think... So I think that it would be natural to compare this episode to the Whisper one there. Uh, what's his... The deaf, deaf guy. Oh! oh. Loud See, as a Whisper? Was that well, one? Loud as a Whisper. Yeah, that's right. What's See, his, I what was, was his name? Was his name Reza? Riza? No, no. Riza's the planet, but it sounds Reva. like... Riva. Close enough. I... Actually, we're just thinking, like, God, this is like a really shitty, shitty remake of Sarek. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know. I feel like the like the, the first one, what the fuck was it called? Half a brain, half a life was very Sarek because it's brain. about you know the aging. Oh, well, that, but I mean the sense of like he had to like stealing somebody's power. As, yeah, so he could like do his negotiation. He had to like steal oh. some of Picard's calm. This is more literal. Where it's like I gotta hijack your whole fucking body. It must have been oh, really fun. I mean, that like, in, terms of, in terms of having a like a, a legendary negotiator show up to solve a war, yeah. and shit goes wrong, and yeah, that's very loud as a whisper. And like, and then there's also a, a romance subplot. 
Yeah. Um, is all all fits in. I just, I don't know. I feel it's, like... it's, it's, it's a lazy episode in so many ways. They shook the plot dice again, that's all. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, and this again, time it just got a little rapey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and again, like, it's a, like with so many, Well, because like... they had forgotten the rape gang's die was still in there, and they were like, fuck, nah. how are we supposed to integrate this in now? But yeah, it's like a paler version of a bunch of other better episodes we've already no, seen. I really, I really like the idea of the octopus caterpillar. Yeah, it's a good idea. Right, as, as a critter. But I'm, glad, it gets, I'm glad to know, like, I, I like the car- the idea of the species, and I'm glad that it does get a chance to come back and kind of be more fleshed out and, and kind of some of the real problems with it fixed. Yeah. Like, that woman is dead, for all intents and purposes. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, she just died. Based on what we know of the trail Like, right we know now. that apparently the trail stay in you until you die. It's, yeah. Unless maybe maybe it is a temporary thing. Like, you get a, you get the symbiont for a couple of years and then you get your life back. Maybe. That would be nice. Yeah, we don't know. Because, of course, we, we don't, you know. Yeah. And then, the, the in return, they give you, like, a lot of money and a good life and you get, like, a house or something. Yeah, like an indentured servant. I don't know. That doesn't sound like a good no, life. You get a, you get a robot. You get a really nice robot that... I don't want data. You get data. Okay, I'm in. Take them and fuck you. He's not a robot. Well, no, they 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 don't have Zoom type androids, so it won't be quite as good. It's still fine. It'll be more like Gigolo Joe or whatever from AI. (laughs) I do want to know though, like. But that was this could, be an, this could be another nah. hum, humanitarian like disaster. He's not to my flavor. If you figure that taste that if because you've wow. got to figure that the <laughs> that the cattle approach is Woo. correct and that mm. the humanoids on the Trill planet are being bred specifically to be hosts to the ruling Trill slug lords, and they just kind of accept that one day they may be chosen to have their life stripped away from them. Yeah, it's like so, the animorphs. Well, yeah, but then having no life at all is probably better than being factory farmed. So in that case, the trill, the worms, are fucking they're yeah. heinous. They're yeah. fucking monsters, and that's why they've hidden their true nature from the Federation as long as they can. Yeah, true. But hey, apparently the the fucking is so good they make you fall in love in like three or four days. So well, it's just so good. Just be, you know, I say he, but I'll say they. They have just been um, centuries of experience, centuries of seduction. They've they've been, they've read they've read uh, what's that book that bro? They're, they're vampires. The games. Is that what it's called? The game. Oh god! Yeah. Oh, they've, they've read the game. Playing women cover cover to cover. Well, it is they time. They're like they're like Tiresias. You know, they know exactly how to pleasure a woman because they've been a woman at some point. Mm-hmm. And yeah, vice but, versa. But not all species keep their clitoris in the same place. <laughs> they do in Star Trek. Oh, don't pretty kick much. them in the knees. Nine uh, out of ten. When you say they do in Star Trek, you mean nowhere because the writers don't even know what it is, probably. Ah! I will give you that one. Thanks. Uh, anyway, tra- changing changing topics to more weird fucking shit. This episode, of course, was widely criticized for the what what. Audiences took as homophobia against, you know, the, the ending there. Okay, but it's not homophobia to not be attracted to women if you're not attracted to women. Yeah. Like that, I mean, that's not she's homophobia. not like, no, you queer, stay away. It was no like, homo. it was like, you know what? This just isn't my back. I'm good. And that's okay. Like, you don't have to Oh, be... she kissed my wrist. Now I have to wash but, it unless know, I catch I... it. She actually seemed okay with that. But there could be, but they could have actually handled that better, I think. They kind of lampshaded it by having, um... Uh, Crusher, instead of just saying, "Oh, I'm no longer attracted to you because uh, you know I don't like the clam," <laughs> she says, uh, "She says it's a human she, failing." She says, "I just oh, I just can't deal with you changing all the time." Like, I thought that, I thought there was a like, there was a, a focus on saying like someday humans may get beyond this or something, and it's like yeah, a lot yeah, of humans I, have, honey. I think it was implicit. 
And I don't think I you're think, straight. I think, I don't say think, that. I don't think the writers have the uh, cojones to uh, to uh, actually say it, so they tried to lampshade it and then sneak it in there. Yeah, um, but it was the early '90s. They couldn't have gotten away with. No, well, they could. I bet you know. See, that's we were they, still like, in the middle of age yeah, panic. Well, sure, but Star Trek. Star Trek had Kirk. Frenching um, Uhura. Uhura, albeit oh. under alien I was influence. Say, McCoy, McCoy. Well, like here's no. the thing: like Star Trek gets no, a lot McCoy of credit for fun. that, but remember they were under alien influence. Yeah, and That's but remember that in. was what what sixty eight, sixty nine, mm. fucking like that was very soon after like major, major, major race problems with yeah. you know RFK and MLK and like uh, it was just a bit. It was a bad time for the country, uh, and they went and did that then, and they did again. They freaking did. They did the alien influence thing, but still credit where credits due. That was a pretty bold move. That's true, but a lot of people usually say stuff like, "Oh, it was the first biracial kiss," and it's like, "No, it wasn't." Lucy and Ricky were French in way before Star Trek. And they came mean about. they mean black and white though. When they're I think there were there were they, there's like, a class. Yeah, Lucy and Ricky is, is, is like because. Because, you know, Cubans are still white for, to, to the people that would say that, you know, versus Uhura and and uh, Kirk, who, like, that's when they say biracial, that's what they Yeah, they, they admit, yeah, they kind of mean, like... But point is, I think they could have and should have possibly had a more... It didn't have to be a full-on make-out. No. Because it would have been almost the same situation, because there would have been a kiss... And then they could say, well, you know, really she was kissing the man that she loved, even though he was in a different body now, you know? Yeah. Whatever. The new Odan looked like she had really soft lips. Go for it. That's true. Plant one on her. So, maybe. But then again, it's also quite fine to just say, well, Dr. Crusher doesn't, isn't attracted to women in that way. And that's fine, too. No problem. That's just how it is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, I actually they, I agree with you though that they could have dealt with it. They could have yeah, done it. No, you're right. And, you're I, right. and maybe it wasn't just, the right just like time. Just one wording change would have would have. But that's had, a very interesting thing easy. with the trill is that that you know is that's a situation that you have. If you can change gender, what happens if you are trill, join trill, and you're married? I wonder if they even have marriage, and you're married and you die, and then. Your, your, you know, your host dies, and then you go into a new host that's a different gender. They just you carry on with your previous marriages. Well, wait, but wait, not only that, but like, you know, let's say you were both a lot older, and now the new host is a lot younger. Like, maybe they don't want to be with this weird old person. But it's the same person yeah, always remember, inside the person. Yeah, so I'm still I'm thinking yeah, you're more thinking later. DS9. Yeah, I'm thinking DS9, DS9 where it would be a different situation. Yeah. But what do they just like Doctor Who it and become totally new people? So the uh, in oh brief, yeah, you were saying that the yeah. personality bleeds through. Well, more. without without spoiling it too too much, basically the idea is that you each host is their own person, and the the trill the symbiont is more like a blank slate, and it just become it, you get the trill, and then you share a brain with it, and then you die, and the trill moves on, and the brain your brain that or your, like your memories that were in the trill. Go to so really in DS Nine the, the symbiont itself is it's additive. It's not it's mm. additive and it's not <laughs> it's, really a, it's not really a sentient being on its, its own. It's more like a hard it's, drive. It's that, a hard drive of yeah. collected memories of yeah. each of the previous. Hosts. And there is like they do discuss at some point. These aren't major plot elements, but like you know you're definitely a different person after you've joined. But you, as you were, oh, is still like CrossFitters. the dominant person. You're still the dominant personality. Mm. But you now have all these new memories and this extra experience. And, you know, some things about you, you might suddenly develop a taste for something you hadn't before. 
Like you eating know, pussy. Yeah. For example, Possible. you've got all these old friendships suddenly that were never part of you before. So it's, it's, you're not, you know, you are changed, but not as radically as it is in this version of the trill. Yeah. They become a much more interesting and dynamic species because of the retcons. But they'll never be as pretty as Odon. Uh, I don't know. Terry Farrell was my first uh, crush, I think. Little, she was the actress that played the, the Trill character. I, I've got what's, to what's her name? Terry Farrell. She was also on Becker. She's also married to uh, one of the Spocks. Nope. Nimoy's. Yes, she is. <laughs> I, no, see, it's Terry, actually, what was it? Farrell, F-A-R-R-E-L-L. See, for me, like, I, I wasn't really, like, paying any attention when DS9 started. Like, to sort of, I wasn't yet really... In that place where I was, like, looking at, at people and I was like, hey, wow, she's pretty. So, like, I never really thought of her that way. Mm. But I did, by the time the show ended, I had a bit of a crush on Esri. Yeah, Esri was cute in a different way. Yeah. Well, her trill spots are really leopard printy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's generally that's what, what trill spots are from here on out. They look, they change them up, though, a little bit. Throughout so the they are the cheetah people. Yeah. She's very clear that they do go all the way down. I'm sorry, what? They go all the way down. And bound They're, up they're again. not just on your face. So she got cheetah titties. Yeah. No, I think they only go down the side, right? Yeah, like I think they kind of go down the side. All right, so she's got and cheetah side And at least in my boob. fantasy, they rejoin. Oh, my. Around the... A little cheetah... A little... Uh, Leopard happy cheetah trail. Cheetah print happy trail. Yeah, that's, yeah thank exactly. you. That's the word I was looking for. I could tell. Thank you. I don't know if all right, we, 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 I don't know if that's canon, though. I'm sure there's plenty of fan I think we've, I think we've talked about these enough. It sounds yeah. like... It sounds like... I don't know. I, I feel like... I kind of like both of these episodes as episodes in different ways. I have major, major problems with some of the shit that goes on. But, like, my problems with these episodes... More so... I, I don't know. I say my problems with this episode, uh, Host, is more in the writing. And my problems with Half-A-Life are more in the story. And, like, what happens in the world. Mm. But I can also fault the writing for that as well. So, uh, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, I'd say decent week, though. Decent week. Yeah. I enjoyed mm-hmm. these shows. Yeah, good week. Um, but in any case, uh, that's all we're going to talk about these ones. So, uh, we'd love to hear what you thought about these episodes on our Facebook page. And our t- Tiddler. <laughs> Timbler. Tumbler? Tumbler and Twiddler. Nipplers. Tip, tipple, 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 tipple. <laughs> Tippler. What are we somebody, watching next week? Somebody hit him. He's stuck. All right. We'll get back to that. Next <laughs> week on our show, we'll be talking about two episodes of The Next Generation, Star Trek, The Next Generation, The Mind's Eye, The Mind's Eye, The Mind's Eye, and In Theory. In Theory. Uh, we're nearing, we're, we're quickly nearing the end of season four here. Yeah. Um, we are. So uh, we're getting, we're getting excited. Uh, and I think uh, next week we might be even having a special surprise guest on our oh. show. Ooh, very exciting. But we'll find out about that next time. Until then, find us on Facebook. Search for A Star to Steer Her By. Also find us on Twitter and Tumblr, SSHB Podcast. Uh, is our handle on those platforms. You can also subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and also on Google Playcasts and any other podcast thing. You can vote for us with stars on iTunes 5 or better or 4. I don't know. However many. Do what you got to do. Tell them to get out the vote, huh, Jake? Get out, get out the vote. Yeah, I think this airs a couple weeks before Election Day, but... uh 
Just remember to vote. Uh, I'll probably remember remind you next week as well <laughs> to do that. Let's see what else we got. Uh, fuck. Who are you? Oh, um, no, there's something I missed. Oh, SoundCloud. 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 That's right. There we go. Anyway. <laughs> I am Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. And this is always Caitlin. Live long and prosper. Hey. Hey. I'll do the other one next week. What other one? Peace and love. So tell us about this turd, Jake. Oh, I don't know. This is like a weird childhood story. The names will be omitted to protect the innocent. Um, Are they that innocent? Oh. I don't know. Uh, when I was growing up, I had a friend who was... Congratulations. I know. But he had a problem with incontinence in terms of the, the bowel movements. Who was this? A friend of mine. A friend of yours? When I was a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And like it was, kind of an, it was kind of an open secret that uh, he often had poopy pants. Aww. So, which is tough for an elementary school kid. But of course, it, you know, and the, and the other kids... And, and of course, enough. you were friends with this kid that shits his pants. <laughs> I was friends with the poopy pants kid. Um, <laughs> how old? How old? Uh, I don't know, like third grade, fourth grade, I don't know, something like that. Anyway, he was. Uh, we were having a sleepover, which you know is not great. Probably not wise in this, you know, for him to do sleepovers. Like that seems to me like if that's a problem that you have, that's a very unfortunate, and I'm sorry, and I feel very bad for you. Maybe sleepovers are one of the things that you should probably not engage in anyway my father upon one of these sleepovers evidently he himself was getting up to go to the bathroom at night and uh and stepped on a turd <laughs> where in the hallway no leading to the bathroom oh um and uh like a human like not like an animal dropping you know like a cat shit or something but like a human wad of poo so uh, and, and for years, and for years, it was a it was a thing that my dad would say. How in my own house, <laughs> like like step like stepping on <laughs> like shit. stepping on shit in someone else's like house. Like stepping on a okay? shit in any case is is acceptable, but it's it's if it's in your own if it's in your own house, it, uh, that is beyond the pale. So you were friends with the mad pooper. I was uh, the butler. <laughs> So uh, that's that story. Nice. I don't know. I feel like you could use that to your advantage and poop wherever you want and just blame this kid. That's something. Is that yeah. why you were really friends? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, pooped, this like, guy's fucking I'm up gonna, to his old tricks again. I'm going to trick my dad into stepping in my poo. <laughs> wow. This is some always sunny stuff right the here. The truth has come out. Um, anyway, feel free to use or not use that in the episode, Chris. We'll see.